Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. Let's get started. How are you doing today, Rachel? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. It's good. nice to see you again. Oh my gosh, so fun. Thanks for getting up early for us. Oh, oh yeah. We're all the early people over here, so. Well, good. Good, good. No problem. I had to calculate. I was like, wait a second. That is 8 a.m. Well, <laughs> thank you, Rachel. Yeah. yeah, three hours behind us. We have a special guest with us, Rachel Lorraine, and she is the host of Bewitching the Home podcast. And today she is going to discuss with us some feng shui techniques and tips for our home. So let's introduce Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. It's really, really cool and such an honor. Yes, we're so grateful to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. So before we get started, I always ask everyone what they're sipping on. So Rachel, girl, what you sipping on? Ah, so I'm here in San Diego, California, and I'm really good friends with a tea maker that's here locally. Her shop is called Paru, and I've got her Saigon breakfast tea, which is an English black tea, but it's from Saigon. So it's a beautiful black tea. I don't usually drink a ton of caffeine, but it's super early here and usually I'll go for like coffee first and I was like no I need to start with some tea so I've got a black tea that's like heavy in caffeine so okay yeah Alicia does that sometimes too so Alicia what you sipping on I am sipping on ginger tea so although it may not be I don't have tea leaves in it I steeped my ginger and I like to keep that sometimes when I'm doing a cleanse or if I'm just feeling like I need a little bit of a refresh and that's what I'm doing I've been up early morning doing some gardening and I said ginger is the way to go and I put a little bit of mint in there oh nice what I like to do with my ginger is I take it and I put it in the blender with a little bit of hot water and I make like a really strong potent ginger mixture and I put that in the refrigerator. And then anytime I want to add or just have ginger and some lemon and honey, I will add it and heat it up. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I add it to all my tea. So I'll have like a jar, you know, because ginger could go bad kind of quickly, right? Exactly. So we try to do something with it right away. And also right. I have these cubes from a long time ago that I bought frozen ginger. Oh. And what I do is I take the the over, you know, shreds or whatever. Yeah. And I pack them into the little cubes that came with the original. Oh, that's right. And I stick it in the freezer so that I have access to ginger. Okay, so that sounds great. You guys are enjoying some really nice teas this morning. Tea? Yeah. What's it thing on? Oh, yeah. What am I sipping on? It's called Organic Mango Pineapple. It's a green tea with yerba mate. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yerba mate. Awesome. All right. So let's move on. Rachel, 
Why did you decide to practice feng shui? Yeah, so when I was in design school, I think it was in my intro to design back in, it was probably like 2000, 2001, something in there. The professor had mentioned that somebody had, you know, just we're just talking about like different avenues and different ways of, of where you can go in the design field. And she had mentioned that that one of the students went toward feng shui and she was working in a showroom that sold, you know, that taught feng shui and that it sold, you know, items that were conducive to it. And I just remember the word and I was like, what is that? And there was just something about it. There was an energy about it. And I read a little bit and I was like, oh, that's super fascinating. But I kind of put it sort of on the back burner and I was just really focused on interior design while I was in school. And I went off on my own in 2014. And that opened up sort of this doorway, this portal of me being like, I can do whatever I want. Like I can shift my design business. I can create my design business however I want. And I just remember her, the professor coming back in and, and saying feng shui. And he's like, oh my God, I can go and learn about feng shui, like officially learn and take time to do it and not have to ask, you know, my employer if I could take time off or if I can take certain days out of the week to go study it. And so I just went full blown into it. And it's, it, like I said, it just, it sucked me in from the second I heard the words and then it just kind of stayed there and, and it sort of planted that seed, right? And then as soon as I had an opportunity, it started sprouting. I'm sure people are probably like, okay, so what exactly is feng shui? And I know I jumped into asking you why you decided to take up feng shui, but can you tell people who don't know mm -hmm. what, what is feng shui exactly? Yeah, so it's a practice that it's an ancient practice that has been done for thousands of years in China. It was actually a practice that was secret and forbidden for anyone, any of the commoners to know about the practice. So the emperors had feng shui masters and they would situate their palaces and camp, you know, their their spaces. And, and originally it was made to find out like what were the best parts of the land to bury the dead and and they really looked at the landscaping and supportive energies. So yeah, it's just a practice that's been done a long time. And there's different schools and different avenues and different ways of doing it. I was trained in classical feng shui or flying stars. So it's a very mathematical and it has to do with like the sitting and facing and the time the building was built and all these crazy things. But for me, I like to simplify things and, and you know, have that knowledge and then be able to kind of put my own spin on it. So it's really a about working with the energy of a space. For me, it's about creating environments that are supporting the energy in the space. If you think of a river, you're gonna want you know, that river to be flowing in a nice steady pace so that it gets nutrients to the plants, nutrients to the animals, to the environments. But if you have a river that is kind of in a, in a space that's stale and there's just, you know, algae or it's just mucky and nothing can live in it that's like that stale energy that's in our homes and then if you have a river that's just rushing with you know white water and nothing can can happen in there nothing can grow enough you know it doesn't have enough time to grow because the, the energy is just moving way too fast that's when the chi or the energy is just too fast in a home and that is also disruptive so it's really about creating the balance and the harmony within the space so that we can thrive, so that we can be supported, so that our health can be supported within an environment. So that's how I like to sort of explain the, the idea of Feng Shui. It's, it's really about working with 
the energy of a space for wellness and health and, and all the things that we want to, you know, create in our lives. Hmm. I've read that it translates into, is it water, wind or wind water? Yeah, wind and water. <laughs> Which makes sense, right? Because it does. water has that life force energy. It's that moving energy. Same thing with air. You know, it's that moving energy. And we've all felt it when we've walked into a room right after an argument and you walk in and you're like, Ooh, like yeah. or you know, the air is thick and it's like, yep. what happened? You know, yep. you can just feel that energy. So yeah, it's just about being able to work with the energy, move it, manipulate it so that it's conducive for a healing environment. Okay. Yeah. So I've read a lot about feng shui because I've always been interested in all these different practices. You know, I, I read about law of attraction and mm -hmm. all the laws of the universe and things like that. Try to figure out how I can incorporate these things to my life. So I was reading this one book about feng shui for abundance and how you can use feng shui to like create more abundance in your life yeah. financially, things like that. And then I've read some things where they're like, you know, it's a pseudoscience. So is law of attraction to a lot of people, right? They're like, oh, it's pseudoscience. But I really do believe that you can't say in one breath that we're made of energy, right? Because that's mm. even what these people will say. You can't say in one breath that we're made of energy and then say that we can't work with these energies to change our lives, right? <laughs> because we've all felt, like you said, you don't even know this, but you've walked into rooms or yeah. events and parties where you're like, this is not my vibe. Why do people feel that way? And yeah. so, you know, applying it to the home, sometimes people walk into their homes and feel like this is not my vibe. Mm -hmm. So. My question to you is how can the practice of feng shui help us to cultivate more wellness within our homes as well as our lives? Yeah, so the wellness part for me is is huge because that's sort of the foundation for how I'm looking at, at spaces. Sure. And when we look at wellness, you know, in feng shui, we're looking at the space that makes us feel good. It's a space that we want our spirits to rise when we come into the home. So that in, initially is just going to up your, your wellness altogether, right? We're not going to want to come into a home that's dark, dingy, dirty, you know, it has art that's, you know, that's not uplifting us. And, and so that's just going to bring our energy down. So for me, it's really about lifting the vibration of the home. And we do that with fresh flowers. We do that with healthy plants. We do that with bright you know, windows and fresh air and a clean space that's uncluttered. So that's, you know, that's what's going to lift our, our vibration and it's going to lift the wellness of the people that are living in the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I think about what you just said, I think about how, you know, people do a lot of these things unconsciously. Of course. Unconsciously, we know how to heal ourselves, but we don't Absolutely. really pay attention to the things that we do. Because what's the first thing that sometimes people do, like as soon as the weather gets warmer or even sometimes on a winter day when they feel like the heat in their house is just too much, they open the windows so that they can have that fresh air come in. Even if it's a cool air, they just want that to help move along what they feel might be stale because they have to keep their windows closed all winter because it's just kind of cold, you know? So when the spring times come and you're able to open up your windows and my windows are open now and I can just feel that cool air coming through and I have the ceiling fan and it's helping to circulate, it it gives me, like, it makes me feel alive. Yeah. Right? 
And so let's talk about, because our podcast is really centered on helping people find wellness within their homes. The beauty is great. We need beauty in our lives so that we can feel good because everybody likes looking at something nice. Of course. So what I want to know is when it comes to feng shui, how can one get started if they wanted to incorporate one practice? Because I know there's many facets of feng shui. So what's one thing that people can do that they may already do that might be kind of easy for them to start? Yeah if they wanted to add some of these feng shui elements to that. Absolutely. I have so many. So, you know, we just spoke about opening up the windows, opening up the doors. The other thing that you'll want to incorporate when you is your front door. So that's the first impression. That's where the chi comes into the home. So that's like the mouth, right? That's our, the mouth to receive that prana energy, that life force energy. So we want to make sure that the front of our homes, the front door is able to be seen by not just our visitors, people that are coming, but also the chi that's sort of in the streets, right? So making sure that there's a light, a porch light that is lit, that works. If it's burnt out, switch out that bulb. You want to make sure your address can be seen. So if there's bushes in front of the way, clean that up. You want your door to be presentable. So a nice fresh coat of paint on the door, a beautiful mat that says welcome or whatever phrase you want. You know, I always stay away from the ones that say like, stay away or stay back or, you know, they're funny. They're here. People are weird. Yeah, they're funny. But it's like, but you're, you're sending a message. Right? I agree. You're sending a message. So yeah, so just make a thing sure that things are pruned and cleaned and fresh looking out there and then use your front door. So many of us, especially in California, you know, our garages are attached to our homes and they enter into the garage and they come into the kitchen or the mudroom or whatever. So it's a little bit confusing for that chi energy to be like, okay, where, how am I getting into this space? So every once in a while, use your front door, use the front door to go out, take your walks, check your mail, go out the front door, but use the front door. Really good advice. I mean, that's awesome. I'm very excited about that. Oh yeah. A lot of people don't do it. They just, you know, because, well, I get a lot of visitors and I like visitors. I encourage people to come and visit. So I use the front door for that purpose, but I also do what you just said. Every now and again, I just say, you know what? I want to go out the door or come in that way. Yeah. I I didn't know why I was doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And then to sweep out there. Also, you know, sweeping is a very energetic cleaning and clearing. And it's a practice that my mom would do, you know, all the time with, it's just sweeping. It's sweeping out that old energy and welcoming new fresh energy into the space. I like that part also. So another thing I read about feng shui is that the orientation of your door is very important, that it has to face the street. So, you know, there are some homes that might be on the corner mm-hmm. and it's like, which direction should their door face? Should people move their doors if they're not in the right way? Because I know I've seen some houses that maybe are in the middle of the block, but instead of like every other house facing toward the street, they may be like on a diagonal, like on the side of the house. And so, yes, when the cars pass by, you can see the door this way, yeah. but... 
What's the, when it comes to feng shui, what's the clarity on that? Because that part I haven't really been able to get yeah. too much clarity on because most of the time the door will face the street in some kind of way. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah. So if you were to move your door, I mean, that can be very costly. The whole yeah. thing, you have to look yeah. for a plan. And I don't want people to, to kind of freak out and be like, oh my God, like I'm in the wrong house. There's remedies for everything. So the most important thing there would be to, to guide people to know where the front door is. So is it, creating a path. Maybe it's lighting the path. It's, you know, the things that I had mentioned about making sure the door can be seen, having your address out. So it's really about guiding people to where that front door is. So that's going to be key. It's like, okay, how can I, and I would just look back and even take photos from afar to see what's going on or to have somebody that's never been to your house before, have them come over and ask them, how was it for you trying to navigate this front door? You know, where did you initially go? What was your gut instinct? to go was it you know on this side of the house and then you want to then step back and, and relook at the outside and say okay how can I create a path a light a path for people to in, innately be able to be guided to that front door okay. is the color of the door important or not so much and so if you wanted to get super technical like with the flying stars what we would do is see what direction the house sits and that's going to be and it, and when I say sit, sometimes your front door is the sitting position because you have a beautiful view on the back end of a canyon or an ocean so that's another thing that one would have to take a look at and see what truly is sitting and what truly is facing so it's dependent on the direction your house sits so my house sits at the front door and my house says the ocean. So it's opposite of what you might think. So it really depends on the house, but the direction that the house sits is going to be the element of your house. So my house sits on the east, which is wood. So my house is a wood house. So I'm going to want my front door to be in alignment with the energy of wood. And wood, the color of wood is going to be, you know, your browns, your green, those tones. Mm -hmm. The the element, not red. The element, no. So the element that's going to feed wood is water, right? Water feeds wood. And the reason I say not red is because fire is red and fire is going to burn that wood so it's going to be counteractive and same thing with metal metal cuts wood so metal is the destructive element of wood and so i wouldn't want like anything silver or gray that sort of tone if i've got a wood home and the wood home means and there i'm sure there are other vacations based on where it sits is that correct yes yeah based on the sitting direction Sitting direction. So that's kind of something you have to kind of look at. And like I said, your, yeah. home, whatever, your home is going to sit. If you think of the sitting side, it's like the back end of the home. Usually that's like where the bedrooms are. It's more private back there. But again, it depends on the orientation of the home. Like I said, my house is sort of opposite because my living room, my front door is the sitting position. And the bedrooms are, are there too. But it faces out to this expansive, you know, sort of jungle water. The ocean's right there. So... It really, I I don't want to confuse people. But the other thing too, if you didn't want to get so technical, you could just pick a door color that makes you happy, that makes you excited, that invigorates you, that, you know what I mean? Like, like if that's overwhelming, I would just go there and like sit with your intuition. Like, what does my intuition say? Maybe it says to do something bright yellow and we're not going to like confuse things by going in that direction that's not really resonating. So, and if red... 
fits you, D. Like if you're like, no, I really think this should be a red door, then I would go with it. Yeah, I don't have a red door, but I was just thinking like when it comes to wood, I was thinking of that that reddish like redwood color of the oh, okay. that's the color of Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned green and you know how they have like the redwood. Yeah. I really like that warmness of that. Mm-hmm. Is that my front door faces the street, okay. but then the steps that you come up are on the side. The it's right. like a side. Slide entrance. It's a front it does face the street though. And then I don't have a path and I wish I could make a path, but the path is my driveway. I have a question about, I don't know if you were going to get here, but what about like foliage or plantings or flowers or plants, stuff around the house, trees? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned trees. So one thing that that will block the G is if you have a tree that's directly in front of your door. So if you walk out your door and there's a tree trunk right there. But otherwise, you know, those are those are nice. The other thing I I would stay away from at your front door is anything spiky. So no spiky, no like mother-in-law tongues, no snake plants that are those are almost like swords that are coming up so you just want to avoid anything that's spiky and pokey those are things that we call poison arrows and if you think of the energy you know when you're a kid and your brother or your sister like pointing at you and you're like stop pointing at me stop pointing at me you know and you can just yell them and look i'm not touching you but you can feel that energy that's what's happening (laughs) that's deterring you know so you want to do nice round soft leaves yeah you know at your doorway and making sure that all all the plants in any part of the home is super healthy and health healthy and bright and luscious because that's life force energy that's a reflection of our health so when things start to go down it's like either take care of them or release them mm-hmm. right as i sit here and stare at my snake plant right at the when you walk in and have it's not the front door is it well the door is here and then you know the stairs are right there in front of my door right. which i, I kind of hate but next to on the other side of the stairs on the other side of the stairs <laughs> landing is the snake plant next to the staircase and i think i put it there i, I guess you're i guess you're gonna be removing that that I put it there and I can't remember what the reason was now. I think I read something in Feng Shui and it was talking about the bottom of the stairs and curving. Oh, and yeah, stopping and, energy. That's a place where the energy goes really fast. Yes, where it goes really fast and you got to stop the energy. Yeah. But I like snake plants. No, they're great and they're wonderful for <laughs> purifying the air. They're wonderful for purifying the air. So I would just place it in a space that's not like at an entry where it's coming at you. If that feels good, you know, leave it there. I would just be really strategic about like putting them in the corners or, you know, just looking and see, just making sure they're not like, like I said, not at an entrance to the front door where it's just like we've got, you know, this sort of. And I would adjust that. I mean, in, front of, in front of the house. In front of the doors is like hydrangeas and, oh, that's beautiful. you know, round flowers like that mm-hmm. and bushes. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. And then I'm look at, you know, yeah. And speaking of the plants outside our homes, you know, the plants that are growing on our home, I know sometimes it's really pretty having being things growing on our homes, but that's energy sucking out of your house. So it's like almost like suffocating it. So we kind of want to take off those things too. And you could have too many, you know, plants growing on the home. We're having a tree that's covering the home so it can't get that energy to it. You know, you've seen homes, I've seen them at least where it's like the tree just cover the house and you can't even see the house and it's like that's too much yeah to cut that back okay yeah people i know they use them sometimes for shade but yeah, yeah. like that it's and then sometimes it depending on the type of tree those roots can like go into the foundation and start mm, that's true. Issues. so yeah i've seen that too so this was really 
so informative, Rachel. Thank you. (laughs) You know, people have a starting point. Absolutely. Start with the front door because that's most important. And you gave some great tips there. So thank you so very much. So let our listeners know how they can find out more about you if they're looking for more feng shui techniques if they're just looking to find out more about you, because you also have a podcast. I, I know, and you guys will be on. I think you guys are coming on like in the next week or so, which I'm so, so excited about. <laughs> to blast it out into the world. So yes, you can find me on my podcast at Bewitching the Home, which is found in all the podcast forms. You can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. And it's just my name, Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-O, Lorraine. So that's L-A-R-R. A-I-N-E. So you can, you know, send me a message. You have a question about feng shui and all of those things. My website's my name, rachellorraine.com. But yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Oh, I wanted to mention one other thing that you could do that is huge is decluttering. That's the other thing I totally recommend. It's just, and we spoke about it too on on the podcast. It's just clear out anything you do not love or use. Like it just needs to go. And that's going to stop, you know, chi from being able to come into your space. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, you. Rachel. Oh my gosh. You're awesome. Everyone for listening to Tea Open Interiors today. Everyone take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.